0: All right, in five, four, three, hold on, two, one. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Comics Collective. My name is Nick, and, I'm and you guys are listening to episode number 11, and before we go ahead and do our... Dive into the Black Widow trailer, talk about the Snyder Cut, and we're going to take a little bit of a turn and we're going to talk about Pete Davidson a little bit. Um, before we get into all that, I want you to go on your phone, go on Facebook, follow us on Facebook, Comics Collective, and then follow us on Twitter. Twitter? 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 On Twitter? Twitter? At Comics Collect i 3. Uh, follow us for the memes, follow us for the news and also follow us for a lot of value that we bring to you guys with the news that we report on and talk about and let's make you laugh uh so let's go ahead and kick it off with the black widow trailer uh quinn why don't you go ahead and uh start with your thoughts on it
1: all right so i'm kind of mixed on this trailer uh i think it's a good introduction as to what we're gonna see um Black Widow has never been, like, my favorite adventure, But, I mean, neither has Hawkeye. And they're both now finally getting something to care about, hopefully. Uh, Black Widow with her own movie and Hawkeye eventually with his own uh, Disney Plus series. Um, But uh, what I'm most excited for is kind of seeing... Uh, where this film takes place first off uh the trailer just dropped today so i'm still trying to process a lot of it um but it looks like uh black widow is going back to her roots uh she's teaming up with another black widow that she used to work with uh her name excuse me i think it's yelena bellanova um i'm probably saying that wrong but you know not a russian uh and then also teaming up with uh russia's answer to captain america which is red guardian um i think that would be really interesting to see in the movie only because we're gonna get a couple of different answers to captain america through the tv shows and the movies for this phase uh we're gonna get red guardian uh which is played by david harbour and i love that dude uh i was one of the like you know five people that liked hellboy uh he's really good in stranger things um but you know, I, I feel like he's getting a lot of a lot of good uh good roles, and I hope there's going to be another one for him. Uh, but we're going to see him, and then we're also going to see someone playing U.S. agent, which is going to be a U.S. government sanctioned uh guy. Kind of looks like Captain America, but he's got um black and white uniform. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited to see more about what I'm really getting into. This one was kind of like a setup trailer, I guess. Um, I still think Taskmaster looks god-awful from what I saw in the trailer. Um, I mean, I don't know how you make a dude with uh, a skull mask and a hood look good on the screen, but that wasn't. (laughs) Um, Yeah, uh, I have my theories, and I'm going to stick to it, that Taskmaster isn't who he seems Uh in the movie. Uh I, I have my theories that it might be one of the two that she teams up with. I have a feeling this is gonna take pay, bleh, take place in the um in like the past and the present because they they talk a lot about um you know uh re-teaming as if you know they had uh things to do in the past. Uh I'm I'm just I'm curious as to where this film's gonna go. Uh it's not high on my list for phase four. Uh, but I'll definitely now. Give is this a post shot. or pre endgame? What about you, Nick? You know, that's what I'm really confused about because the trailer made it sound like it was, yeah,
0: like because you see Nick but, Fury, you yeah. see um, Hawkeye at the very, very beginning, and then it, they say welcome back. So it, 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 it's all very confusing to be honest. And now, if it's my thing is, if it's post endgame. Um, or, I mean, if it's, if it's pre end game and also like pre Avengers in general, then I feel like there wouldn't be, um, David Harbour's character, but also the, it could have been the in between. I think that that's what they are trying to do is the, um, post, uh, Jesus Christ, infinity war pre end game
1: um so okay so in the comics uh the uh the red guardian is part of a group called the winter guard uh which it operates in russia but they're expendable uh so you have like um you have ursa major you have red guardian uh you have dark star and and so they are kind of their answer to the avengers uh but they're expendable in the fact that soldiers train for these roles and when one of them dies another one just kind of replaces them um now right. in the comic um i don't know it's gonna if it's gonna be like that in the movie but the blonde black widow and uh the red guardian are married um uh-huh. and so they were part of a team called the soviet super soldiers uh what i'm kind of predicting for the movies is i imagine this is going to be after endgame because there's a hole being left by captain america and although he's not trying to replace it i think he's trying to emulate it either that or it's pre-avengers captain america hasn't resurfaced from the ice yet and still he left an impact after world war ii for other people to be inspired by him
0: yeah that, that, that could be it as well. Um,
1: yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, my, my, I'm really curious.
0: Yeah, a- absolutely. I mean, my thoughts on the trailer, I mean, it definitely looks pretty good. Um, You know, I, I think she's very well endowed in this role and that, you know, it's, I think that she definitely fits this role. What's her name? Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, Scarlett Johansson. Yes, I think that, Black Widow is, is a perfect role for her. Um, there's no doubting that. And there's no doubting her acting and all of that stuff. I think it's all going to come down to the writing and directing of this movie. Um, we all know that she can play a good Black Widow and that it can be done in a group scenario. Now, whether that's going to be able to translate into a single film, I don't know. You know, I just feel that see the the thing is about the marvel cinematic universe is it put light on all these characters that people never really thought of before as you know main characters so it could go either really good or really bad i feel like there's not going to be an in-between when it comes to this movie you know it could go really bad or really good that's Pretty much going to be your only two options just because you have these characters that you think of the Avengers. You know, even people who don't read comics, if they thought of the Avengers, the first thing that's going to come to their head probably is going to be Captain America. You know, they're not going to think of Black Widow even being an Avenger. So for her to have her own movie, I think, is a stretch, but at the same time, because she's become such a well-known character throughout the Marvel Cinematic Universe. She definitely deserves it in that retrospect or that aspect, however you want to say that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, in the trailer in general, it does look very good. Um, I do definitely agree with you on the Taskmaster thing. Again, we're not cinematic experts as far as how to translate from comic to movie, but that's not how you do it it's just not
1: yeah and you know i can't say that all of the villains from the marvel universe have ever looked great but then again a lot of them have some really zany costumes i just think taskmasters isn't hard no that's my only thing yeah okay baron mordo uh from doctor strange he looked kind of weird but also kind of fit with the theme of the film yeah um you know, there's a couple of others that come to mind. Whiplash looked pretty terrible in Iron Man Two, which is actually where Black Widow appeared first. Uh thank right. God we are we have gotten away from that terrible wig that she wore in that movie. <laughs> um, oh man, even to this day, if I was to ever rewatch through Iron Man Two, which I probably won't, but uh yeah, she's done look good in that movie. No. Um But hey, I mean first time for everything, you know. Um but, uh, you know, um, maybe they'll surprise us. Maybe Taskmaster will look a little bit better. But from the set photos that leaked online a couple months ago and this trailer, I'm just like, oh, he doesn't look the best. But, uh, yeah, I'm I'm wondering uh, what they're going to do with him. Uh, this is the first time in a while um, that I'm just not really sure where they're going with this film, only because Black Widow is not a character that I typically read her solo series. Um, and there yeah. has been ongoing black widow solo series for a long time uh she's just not one of those characters i want to go and pay my 3.99 to to read about but if she's in avengers uh which she just came back to be an avenger again in the new series um Mm -hmm. you know i'll I'll enjoy her being on the team but i think she's more of those team player kind of people like hawkeye has never been a one that i wanted to read solo either except for one fantastic run by uh um Matt fraction he did an incredible
0: job on that book now with see i have a a particular opinion about this because you know i think with marvel in general not only the marvel cinematic universe but marvel in general that when it comes to the people without powers Mm -hmm. your black widows even your iron mans and you know I think that they just do not vote well for solo stories.
1: Um, I think the people, yeah, go ahead. Oh, go um, ahead. Well, I was gonna say uh, you can do quieter stories. I think that's why these kind of movies are are important. It's because not right. everything is gonna be fantastic and amazing. Maybe it's not an end of the world scenario per se, but it's a really good book, and that's gonna lead back. That's gonna lead in later in the show. Uh, my thoughts on uh, one of my favorite books that I read this week.
0: Yeah, I'm not saying, you know, ignore those types of stories or they're not good. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying I don't think that Marvel particularly does, when it comes at least to the cinematic universe, of my knowledge, is going to be able to pull it off. I think that they are very superpower-based when it comes to the cinematic universe. You know, that that is one thing that I definitely agree with on some people is that when it comes to the Marvel movies and even when it comes to the Marvel solo films, it's very, very much. So, you know, superpower based and like, yeah, yeah CGI based. Um, I, this is definitely going to take a different turn when it comes down to that and we'll see what happens. Uh, but I think that that's more, dc's realm as far as the comic book and you know movie universe that they have very much so developed an ability to not rely on people you know using a lot of superpowers or anything like that you know obviously hence the joker that just came out and you know batman and all that yeah well uh this
1: isn't even gonna be uh the only um movie that's going to be like this for phase four uh no i don't remember we have shang chi too although that's going to be a little bit of magic based because from what i understand the real mandarin is going to be uh the villain that movie uh but it's still going to be like kung fu based so i'm really excited for that movie only because that's going to be so radically different from everything else that they've done but that's why i I like marvel I, i think
0: that this is too You know, again, because everything that they've done, majority wise, is going to be hugely CGI superpower based. So, with this movie, I think that this one is going to be that deciding factor of whether or not people are going to go see another, you know, non based superpower based or non like CGI heavily based. Marvel movie you know whether they're not they're going to see the the Shang-Chi I mean you're going to have your hardcore fans that are going to see it but you know it's going to base those people yeah. who have just followed the Marvel Universe and they know nothing about the comics and stuff like that they've just followed it because they like it this is going to decide whether or not they follow into Phase 4 and the rest of it
1: yeah I feel like Phase 4 is going to be very different because after Avengers Agreed. came out like the first Avengers movie, everyone kind of either through word of mouth or just following the movies. Phase four really feels like phase one now, where it's like we're going to get a bunch of properties that most people don't know about, and they're going to be loose connecting threads. But for the most part, these are going to be origin movies, much like phase one was, where here, let me introduce you to some new people. Um, so and, it's but, gonna, definitely going to be a time for experimentation. From
0: our yeah, that, that's also the exciting thing, you know, about it, too, because it, like, just like you said, Phase 4 is definitely going to be – it's going to be a complete start over, you know, obviously after the events of Endgame. It, it, it's just a completely new slate to where you have these blank pages where they're going to be able to create another long-going story, over the course of Jesus Christ, what was Phase um, one through three? Twenty years?
1: No, no, not twenty no. years. Uh, Ten years? Yeah, something like that. I want to say I I want to say Iron Man came out in like two thousand eight.
0: Yeah, so, so, 10, so 11 yeah, so,
1: years. Yeah, yeah. So yeah,
0: yeah you know it's it's gonna be. I feel like Phase Four is gonna start that build up to you know whatever the hell they do if they go to Phase Eight. You know, it's gonna well, be well. We that, know that we know uh,
1: that they're at least going to phase five, yes, because um, that's where we're gonna get like all of our sequels to movies we are already like excited for. Oh yeah. Um, and phase four is only gonna be like two years or something. If I'm not well, mistaken. I think it's yeah. like twenty 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 to like twenty twenty two twenty one something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, uh, that... we're gonna we're gonna get a lot coming fast, but I'm, oh, I'm excited yeah.
0: for it. it. it Absolutely, especially with those Disney Plus uh, series. Um, Yeah. Jesus, I I still cannot wait. But I think we've uh, spent a a good (laughs) good amount of time on this. Um, So let's go ahead and hop into um, the Snyder Cut. right, I'm going to let you lead this one off. Jesus Christ. Guys, for some magical reason, if you work in the DC movie industry and you're listening to this for some reason uh, release it guys Zack snyder any anybody you guys are listening to this for some godly reason release it i think the rumors surrounding it being released on hbo max now do you think that's true i don't do
1: even know if the snyder they, if, cut if is real <laughs> that's my only thing
0: so so you don't think it's real
1: I okay. So, for anyone that is have, isn't like really caught up with what we're talking about, so when Justice League came out, uh, Zack Snyder was the director. Now he unfortunately had a death in the family, and he had to step off of the movie. But that was into production already, and so he had filmed scenes uh, for his Justice League vision. Then Joss Whedon came in after he had to step away uh, which I do not fault him for. Um, and Joss Whedon right. from what I heard like rewrote the majority of the script. Um, I know they left some things in from Snyder's vision but I'm curious as to how much exists in terms of how many films have they seen? Were the. Or how, how many uh, scenes have they filmed? Sorry. Um, and is it enough to even cut together a coherent movie with what what has already been released? That's my problem.
0: That, that, that's a very uh, fair point. Um, but now, I don't know if you've seen the picture of Gal Gadalt, um where they were like, supposedly she was going up against Darkseid that behind the scenes picture that was released on Twitter, you know, there's that that's surfacing Mm -hmm. out there. I mean, there's just so many other things that are just coming to the surface where you're just like, Jesus Christ, like this was the justice league movie that I wanted. So when they first announced the justice league movie, if you're a comic book nerd or you like, you know, nerd culture in general, I think we were all hoping for dark side. Am I not correct?
1: No, I, I think a lot of people were hoping for Darkseid only because he'd be the more recognizable villain. I don't think anyone that I know was just, like, real hyped about Steppenwolf being their first major bad guy. Uh, Hell it's such a, no! Yeah, no. I, I mean, first off, I'll be the few to say that, like, I don't really like the whole Apocalypse and New god stuff that DC does for comic book-wise, but I do like Darkseid. Um... And and let, let's just be honest here, with or without Zack Snyder, this was going to be a rush job. Uh, they wanted to play catch up. They wanted to get Justice League out. They weren't willing to put in the time initially um, to be making good individual
0: This is not a Justice League movie attack. Let's let's calm down here. <laughs> this is not an attack on Justice League. We all know it was rushed. We all Whoa. know that. DC Cinematic Universe was trying to bring together what Marvel did over the course of, you know, nine or ten years. And they were trying to bring all of that into one thing in the course of a year or two. We know they fucked up. They they, they fucked up big time, guys. Yeah. Um, So I
1: I think regardless of who was going to be filming and or writing that movie, they had a hard task ahead of them. Um, of course, Agreed. but I, I I at least think that Zack Snyder had an unfortunate missed opportunity um, because you know life happens, but I feel like he had a missed opportunity because he was the one helming you know uh, Man of Steel, then Batman versus Superman. For whatever you feel about that film, and those two films were his vision, and then that was leading into Justice League. And so, if anyone had an eye for what exactly was like what direction it was trying to steer and it was going to be him. And I think that's why people clamor for this is because they want to see what was the original vision from the guy who kind of spearheaded this whole thing. Right. Um, I I mean, I would be interested in seeing it. I just don't know if it's going to be a a cut per se. It's not going to be like an extended edition that DC likes to do with their movies. I think it it would probably work better if a team worked on whatever visual effects they need to work on the shots that they did shoot and maybe you release them as some kind of collection of scenes. You know, I I think trying to take a, you know, metaphorically uh, we're taking a puzzle piece from a puzzle that no longer exists and fit it into an already completed puzzle. Um, And that, that's the biggest, issue i think they're gonna you know that they would run into if they were even have a snyder cut and then try to fit it in with the actual justice league movie that got released um because you know you, you can't just put out you know whatever couple months of shots that Zack snyder had and then yeah you know it, no. it's it's a weird thing but i i would be very interested to at least see a script as to what he was planning that's what Absolutely. To
0: now, this may be quite a stretch, but the release the Snyder Cut was quietly going on in the background, um, obviously, you know, since the movie came out, but it really gained traction when Endgame was coming to a close and Marvel Phase 4 was starting to get announced. Again, this is all going to be a very far reach, but what if this is just one all... One giant publicity stunt for people to be like, Hey, I need to go rewatch Justice League. Hey, I need to go rewatch Batman versus Superman. Hey, I need to go rewatch Wonder Woman. You know, think about that. Think about that. Maybe. What if it really is? I mean, again, a I... long stretch, but yeah. I wouldn't, at, at the point that DC is in, the decline that they are in with their movies aside from joker
1: no i was going i was gonna actually say besides joker because now that is their highest grossing movie i think they've actually from what i heard from what i understand justice league was their lowest um lowest box office success their highest was i could be wrong on this wonder woman followed by aquaman I think that uh, okay. those, mo- those movies were steering clear of Justice League and being its own thing, and I feel like they're stronger for it. Mm-hmm. Um, they have, they both have loose connections to the movie. Like I think Aquaman says some kind of throwaway line about you know the, the Justice League movie, and you know Wonder Woman. We all know that she was in BVS prior to her movie, um, yeah. along with Justice League. Um, but I think they're stronger in box office now than they were when BVS and Justice Justice League was coming out. So I think they're in a better position, honestly.
0: I, I think that they're going in the right direction. Again, and I've said this before, and I will say it a million times until DC is on this path, I really, really think that they need to do either two options. They need to take the time and build upon the universe instead of throwing it together Mm -hmm. at the last minute and being like hey guys what if we made a justice league movie and had two characters well three characters that haven't had solo movies what if we did that think about that (laughs) That would be a good idea. I think if they didn't do that and they took time to actually build this universe up and gave these characters at least one solo movie, you know, your cyborg, Flash, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, who's already had one, and Aquaman, who's already had one, two, two of them, both of them have had. If they built that, took that time and did that, and then did a Justice League movie, that'd be a good idea. Or they could take the Joker out and continue to do one-offs. I also, I think,
1: I think they're stronger for it, but I'm not saying uh-huh. that cameos or team-up movies can't happen. I just don't know if we need... I, I don't think they need Justice League. I would like a Justice League, but I don't think they need a Justice League.
0: I, I agree that they don't need it, but I think that they could build to it. Yeah if they took the time to do that. But I, uh, I definitely agree. I don't think that they absolutely need a justice league movie because Batman did, it's did dark Knight did so well on its own for years and no one was like, we need a justice league movie. Um, now make a good Superman movie and we'll talk about Superman, but uh, you know, wonder woman did so well and Aquaman did so well, you know, yeah. I think they I just think that they haven't found that secret that Marvel has to make these movies good. I think the only thing that Marvel doesn't do well when it comes to their you know solo movies is when it comes to Thor. Not a lot of people are like, yeah. hey, I need to see Thor 1, Thor Dark World and you know Ragnarok. Um, no, well, everybody, that's the thing. Like, everyone, no one's like, I need to see Thor 1 and Thor Dark World. Everyone's like, I need to see Thor Ragnarok. So, but, you know,
1: it's funny that people probably are re-watching Dark World now that it was so uh, important to the plot of Endgame,
0: unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some people might be doing it, but me personally, I'm no, not doing I'm not that going. Shit. I'm not going back to it. No, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Because... That was their one fall. Now, I don't know yeah. what it is specifically that they did. If it was the acting, directing, I'm, I, I don't think it was the acting, but maybe the directing, writing, or whatever it was. But the only thing that I ever took away from all those Thor movies was Korg. Yeah. And I will n- never forget Korg. But that's it. You know, that, that, that's it. You know, nothing else that I take away that was actually really good now um
1: i i need to ask you before we uh go way off base uh going back to (laughs) going back to the dc stuff uh did you hear the rumor about um what is his name uh the guy that's playing batman i can't think of his name right now
0: robert pattinson
1: yes robert pattinson did you hear i i don't believe the rumor but um someone had reported uh you know, it's uh, some kind of inside source that uh, apparently he's. Uh, they're going to have to delay the Batman movie because he's having trouble
0: bulking up. Did you hear I about that? Did not hear that one. Which yeah. is, I mean,
1: it's. I mean, I get it. He's a skinnier dude, but like, I don't think they really need a super muscly Batman. I, I can't imagine that's super hard to do in Hollywood. You gotta no, I remember. Mean... Uh, someone brought up that um, Christian Bale the movie that he did before batman i can't remember what it was called but he got like sickly skinny for that role All and right. then in a few months time he was able to get himself up for batman so i don't know how I true mean, that is I,
0: I think robert pattinson could get to christian bale level i don't think he needs to be ben affleck no. but i think that like that i think ben affleck level was a little bit overkill in my opinion but um, oh,
1: it was perfect for what they were going for. They are going for Dark Knight Returns Batman, and that Batman was, like, disgustingly huge.
0: That's fair. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that Robert Pattinson could get, get to a Christian Bale level. And I think he, I honestly think he's fairly close. Like, he's not, like, the skinniest around. I mean, you know, I don't but... Think I think you need I think a bulky Batman. I think he needs a tone, is what it is. Yeah. But, um kind of looping um half a circle another half a circle and a square somewhere (laughs) in the middle um but going back to it with that snyder cut thing i don't think it's ever going to get released i don't think hbo max will release it i don't think they're going to be able to make a full movie out of it or anything like exactly like you said but i think that they should release some form of the clips, you know, just because it's built up so much and people have been consistently talking about it, I think that they need to release the clips or something like that, you know, whether it be YouTube or even like a Netflix documentary or something like that, a Snyder Cut documentary. Whatever. I think those clips need to be released with such, with all this build up and hype that's been put around it and all these people that want to see what Zack snyder had in mind when he was thinking about the justice league
1: oh you know who would be really good to do that who's that so on so on netflix there's a really great docuseries there's two of them it's one is called the toys that made us and another one that just got released is called the movies that made us and this uh this season uh they had like big movies like they had a behind the scenes on ghostbusters and they had a behind the scenes on Die Hard and a couple other movies i think they would be really good to cut that together
0: that would be a good idea something like that would be perfect absolutely perfect Um, but
1: i yeah i guess we should jump on to our next topic here huh yeah
0: i think we've like i said we've gone half a circle square in the middle and then another half circle let's go ahead and uh hop into the pete davidson thing i'm gonna let you helm the beginning of this because you know more about it than i do so go ahead take it away Mm -hmm. my friend
1: all right absolutely so um so with pete davidson uh so he is you know of course of snl fame and um he's you know he's a he's a comedian and uh let's just call it how it is um people today are uh, more inclined to get butt hurt over comedy than anything. Uh, Dave Chappelle yes, <laughs> Dave Chappelle's come under fire, and and lots of people are are just getting getting very upset over comedy. So Pete Davidson, um, whether it's a smart move or not, we are going to discuss. Um, he has a new NDA that people at his show have to uh, sign um stating that they cannot talk about the show um whether it be news outlets or otherwise um and uh they're they're subjugated to like a one million dollar fine or something exuberant like that um if they were to breach that contract uh nick do you think that's a, a good plan do you even think it's do you think it's just a scare tactic Or I mean, I can't really imagine that it'd be great for Pete Davidson's career if, if, you Mm -hmm. know, someone were to go online and be like, I'm being sued by his company for a million dollars for talking about it.
0: So, yes and no. So, the no part of me says Pete Davidson is... I don't think he's big enough of a stand-up comedian to be like, yeah, you guys need to sign this. You know, I think that there's still a generous amount of people who, whether they watch Saturday Night Live or not, have not watched Pete Davidson's stand-up. Personally, I have, but I think there's still a handful of people, more well, a generous amount, more than a handful of people that have not watched his stand-up. Now, if you said, hey, Dave Chappelle is going to have these people sign this, you know, disclosure or this contract that says if you talk about it or this uh, NDA that you would pay up to a million dollars, so on and so forth. I'd be like, understandable. I get it. I understand. But with Pete Davidson, I don't, I don't understand. Like, I don't think that he's big enough for that. Now I get where he's coming from, but it's also like I'm stuck in the middle because like I said, I'm in the battle of I get where he's coming from. It makes sense. Because people can be, my friends, parents are coddling their children. And these children are growing up to be people in society that are way too sensitive to comedians who make a living off of making jokes on whether it may be, maybe it is you know, about sexuality or something like that. (sighs) Parents, in my opinion, are coddling their children to that. And I think that that is just such a bad thing. But that's a completely different podcast.
1: Yeah. So how I'm thinking about it is comedy is art. Art is subjective. And so... That's what and I was trying to curious, get at on my rip. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so how I'm feeling about it is on one hand, I'm thinking about business before I think of anything else. Right. I'm thinking, okay, so you're going to a stand-up show. Let's just take all the content out of it. I can understand the, um, I, I can understand the NDA for the purpose of yes. comedians. Revenue now could be, selling that show to Uh a netflix a hulu things like that um so in that regard i think that any kind of videotaping or reviews could hurt um someone from maybe releasing a comedy special if they chose to i think pete davidson would be um very uh it would be very good for him to do something like that and and like i said i'm just taking all the content out of it of course now let's put that back in the box. Uh, Pete Davidson is uh, controversial in his com- in his comedy, but yes. it's not unlike a Bob Saget from you know, way back in the day till now. Yeah, um, Jesus Christ, you know. Um, I-, I think there's a time and a place for that kind of stuff, and the time and the place is if you're paying for his show, um, right. and no one is stopping you from. You know, while while you're enjoying the show, if there's a joke you don't like and you feel like you need to leave, then I think it's within your right to leave. That's fine. You you can be offended, but don't (laughs) overnote. You know what I mean? I understand. Comedy, some comedy isn't for everyone. Jokes are going to land for some people that aren't going to land for others. Um, You know, it's just unfortunately our culture now that people want to run to the internet to try to destroy somebody's career instead of just saying, you know what? This isn't for me, honey, let's go home. And, and I think it's just that simple.
0: Say it again <laughs> for the millennials in the back, for God's sakes.
1: And and I can't blame it only on millennials because I myself am, am a, am a uh, millennial. That's I fair. I just think That's it's – I just think that um, it's just unfortunately the world that we are living in, and I understand that I am maybe in the minority on that one. That, like, you know, for example, my parents of a different generation might like go and be like, well, I'm not going to watch that because I know that's raunchy and I don't really like that kind of stuff. So, why would you attend a show if you know that maybe this person's humor isn't for you? You know, right,
0: right, um, exactly.
1: There, there is a no. difference between being mean and being funny. But in the context of a comedy show, I think the attempt is for humor.
0: And it's uh, kind of, um, you know, similar to the example you just used. You know, my parents. You know, Jesus Christ, my parents. An- another podcast in itself but um you know they, I don't think that they would ever watch something like Dave Chappelle and be like that guy is fucking hilarious I think if I put Dave Chappelle on TV and both of my parents were in the room they would be like Nick what is this Why? why is this on the TV this is like this is just wrong you know, it, it, Take it, man, I'm losing it.
1: <laughs> different strokes for different folks. But exactly. um <laughs> Exactly. Thank you. But uh yes, so um I I think this is all kind of scare tactic was my was my main thing. I, I think that Pete Davidson probably wouldn't go out of his way, or his legal team, I guess you would say, um, would not actually go after you know uh you know nick um for posting something about the show that really offended him i think it's more of a scare tactic to prevent someone from trying um but i but i under but i understand where the nda comes in and why that might be important to comics going forward maybe he's just the first one of course any first move for anything is always controversial and then over time maybe people adopt it or they just drop it all together but I, right. I think and, it's it's
0: uh, important to try, I guess. No, I definitely agree. I honestly, I hope that going forward that, that you know the scare tactic at some point would not have to be used. So I hope going forward, you know, is used with other comedians. and then you know, a couple years down the line, people are just not doing it. They're not they're getting up and walking out if they're offended or you know, they're not posting about this show that they literally said, hey, I want to see this comedian. I'm going to pay the money to see it. And I'm going to sit through all of it and then complaining about it online. That's literally, in my opinion, that's like me going to the store, buying a TV, an expensive TV, and being like, I don't like this TV. But you know what? It's going to stay in my living room. I'm not going to return it. I'm just going to watch it for the rest of my life. But I hate it. And, and I, it's yeah. not the same thing, but it's very similar, very similar. So, you know, I, very. I'm just very heated about this, but I just think that, you know, people shouldn't do that. I hope that going forward that everybody, please listen. If you're listening, please, if you don't like something and you paid to go see it, you have that option to walk out. And if you want a refund... I'm sure there's some route to take to get a refund. Maybe because, you know, you are offended. I'm more than sure that someone's willing to work with you because you were offended about something that you could have your money back. I don't think that if you're seeing a big comedian and you say, Hey, I'm offended. I want my money back that that's going to put any kind of dent in whatever the hell they made that night. I really don't think so. So guys, please, if you're offended, get up and walk out.
1: <laughs> All right. I guess it's time to finish up the show. Uh, we're going to wrap it up with our, uh, our comic picks of the week. Uh, Nick, you want to go first?
0: Uh, no, man. You're, you're, pretty, you're pretty hyped up about this one. So why don't you go ahead and take it away? All right.
1: So uh, I, I think it's no secret. Uh, I feel like we've mentioned DC Black Label a lot on this show. Um, but uh, oh, yeah. something that I was really excited about, uh, after talking about uh, Joker Killer, uh, Killer Smile the last time we were on here, uh, the yeah. same writer, Jeff Lemire, is giving another DC Black Label book called The Question The Deaths of Vic Sage. Uh, for anyone that is not familiar with who Vic Sage is, that is The Question. Um, but I really liked this book. Um, it was, really, uh, it was really dark in the way it was drawn and colored and everything. And um, it, what it is is uh, the question is um, basically a conspiracy theorist. He is DC's conspiracy theorist is the best way I can describe it. Um, yeah. He has a very disgusting, gritty town uh, called Hub City where uh, politics – um, are, are very muddy and, um, you know, everyone's uh, hand is in somebody else's pocket. And um, he is a, uh, a talk show host, is his actual job. And so what his job is to do is to go in and investigate and uh, expose things, uh, kind of like a tabloid, I guess, would. Um, but he uses the question as a way of masking his identity, using these kind of carbon fibers to hide his face. So he has no facial features. Um, But he very much uh, reminds me of like a a detective conspiracy theorist. And the comic opens up with him um, questioning uh, some kind of government official after roughing him up quite a bit and notices that he has this uh, insignia on this ring and he swears he's seen the symbol before. So, um, so you know he keeps going farther and farther down the rabbit hole. And this is what the question is known the best for. Anyone that's seen uh, Justice League Unlimited can uh, can attest that the question kind of doesn't stop until he finally gets the answers he's looking for. And everywhere he turns in the local politics of Hub City, he's finding uh, the people in higher power all have this a, a insignia on this ring and so he's trying to figure out what kind of corruption is, is exactly uh rooted in his city and how to take care of it but it's a really really good book um no like super um you know action or anything like that but it's just a really really good um like political thriller i guess is the best way to put it
0: as you were speaking i went ahead and uh put it in my box and i'm gonna pick up what is that the first issue that you just yeah, came
1: out yep the first issue just came out and it bi-monthly from image uh, okay. through dc black label
0: so yeah i go ahead and put that in my box and i will pick up the first issue myself because that description Ooh, <laughs> it was on fire <laughs> um so what i've been reading i I haven't been able to do a lot of reading, but what I have been is uh, a flashier one. Um, it has been definitely a good take on the flash. Um, something a little bit kind of different, but kind of not. Um, I think if you are a comic book reader, you know, when you think about the flash, you're definitely going to associate time travel with the flash. And this book does not steer clear of time travel. So, um, you know, not to spoil any endings or anything, but at the beginning of the book itself, he goes ahead and he goes back in time and he see, or goes forward in time and sees the future that he, one of his villains, the turtle has created. Hmm. Um, those of you from not familiar with the turtle, I would say he's kind of the reverse of the flash. So he can slow things down as opposed to speeding up. Um, So he ends up in the future, uh, with himself, obviously, because this is when, uh, Barry Allen first gets his powers and then he, you know, is kind of getting used to them and all of a sudden he goes way too fast. And the next thing, you know, he's in the future. So he runs into the turtle and then, um, you know, he finds out about this future that's going to happen where the turtle has a hold over Central City, the place that uh, Barry Allen lives. Um, then he ends up going back to the past, trying to do whatever he can to prevent it. I think that this uh, whole thing is very, very well written. Um, Quinn, I know you may have a different opinion about the whole year one things. I think that um, some of them are hit and misses. I think that Flash year one is definitely a hit. Um, you know, overall, it definitely reads well. The art is very, very, very well done. And so is the story. It explains to you everything from when the Flash got first got his powers all the way until Him falling in love with Iris and then him finally go ahead and defeating his first villain. I think that one of my favorite things about this book is a little silly, but one of the things they talk about is that uh, when he first started stopping, you know, crime in Central City he would put a little lightning bolt and a circle around it and spray paint it. That's kind of cool. I like yeah. that. And then afterwards he was like, and of course I would clean it, go back and clean it up after I, you know, after the crime was over and the police arrested everybody and all that, you know, I, I thought that that was just, that was a little something, a small detail that a lot of people don't really, you know, think about that uh, he would do now kind of jumping from that into superman year one i just want to touch on that a little bit i do have the newest issue sitting in front of me it's on my to read list i have not gotten to it but speaking of year one superman year one the writing is good the art is good but it is the slowest burn like this is this is a wick that spreads from the United States to Mexico. Like this is a slow burn, my friends. Yeah. um, You are go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say
1: anybody that knows me knows that Frank Miller's uh, dark Knight returns is like one of my favorite books ever. Uh, But I'll, you know, I'm not going to be one of those people that, you know, stands up on, you know, stands up on a table and proclaims that everything that he's ever done has been amazing. Uh, I think Superman year one is a miss for him.
0: Yeah. And I'm going to be getting into the latest issue soon, but everything that's been led up to this has been again, writing good art is good, but just it's a slow burn, it's like, you know, it's Clark Kent gets his first pimp. Yeah, like, that's
1: how say. slow of a burn it is. <laughs> it is very much God Clark Sakes. Kent year one. It's not so much Superman year one.
0: Exactly. Very good point, my friend. Exactly. So, again, this next issue, I think by the cover, it's going to go ahead and take off and finally jet us into it. But after this issue, there's only one more left, if I'm correct. Uh, No, so it's the finished. Default. Number three is over. So there, the one that I have sitting in my stack of books is the last one. Correct. So that's pretty disappointing, to be honest.
1: Yeah, you uh, know, I, uh, I I didn't pick up that last issue, and it already came out in hardcover, too. <laughs> uh, but, did. yeah, okay. I, I did not want to finish that book, really. It was just like, wow, yeah. I'm paying – a premium price for this premium format book, and I'm not really being taken anywhere. Where like Batman Damned took me for a ride for those whatever 64 pages, and it was beautiful. And so did the deaths of Vic Sage and Joker, Joker Killer Smile. Um, I feel like they put superman year one as a prestige book through the um black label line because frank miller was one of the few people that like revived dc at a hard time and you know um just unfortunately due to his health and i think just with age i don't think he has been really on his game for the last several years
0: right agreed um I mean that's that's the majority of what I have to say about the year one series. I think before we leave, I do wanna really quick, just because you mentioned it, talk about Joker Killer Smile. For God's sakes, can we please just talk about that?
1: I think I covered oh it in God. one of our videos, but what was your thoughts on it? not videos i'm sorry
0: podcast podcast (laughs) uh i I think we did talk about it but i want to talk about it just one more time since the end of the podcast touch on it real quick i loved it joker killer smile is a completely different view and that's what we need in these times of comic book error we need different views we need our batman who laughs we need you know um joker killer smiles we need our batman dams we need those so i think that the fact that it was a completely different view the point of the psychiatrist to the joker and the fact that um spoiler alert spoiler alert one more time spoiler alert um i think that the fact that at the end of the book you feel like that um you don't really know what happened with the psychiatrist you don't really know if maybe the joker just got into his head or he just went crazy or you you don't really yeah,
1: know you you left that book feeling really uneasy and i really like it i really like that about yes. that book so if you like yes. that book i really would recommend checking out the question because it's by the same writer and i'm telling you he's one of my favorites everything that he's done i've pretty much read and he just never disappoints
0: but that being said i think uh unless you have any other thoughts or final words you want to say my friend i think we're all good here
1: yeah i think that wraps it up for this episode thank you guys for tuning in uh we are sorry that sonny was not able to join us this week however hopefully he will be back for next week's podcast
0: yeah guys he will be back on Sunday. I will literally drag him to my house if necessary. Um, we are going to be talking about the first crossover episode after it airs. So please tune in to the, fo- the episode when it drops the following day and listen to our thoughts. Again, um, follow us on Facebook at Comics Book Collective and then on Twitter at Comics Collect Eye 3. Uh, especially the Twitter and the Facebook. Just think about the memes, guys. The memes are great.
1: And I promise I they're promise resist- that our Twitter is way better. I need to get better at doing our Facebook. <laughs> but that is coming, guys. I promise I will be more on top of that.
0: <laughs> um, Instagram is coming soon. But my name is Nick. I'm Quinn. And you guys have been listening to episode number 11 of Comics Collective. See you later.